This is episode 7, Creating Time for Lettering. Welcome to the Hand Lettering Podcast. I'm Tan Love, hand lettering artist with a degree in art and design and more than 10 years experience specialising in pencil illustrations. I write and create for letteringtutorial.com, a place to find tutorials, interviews, resources and more. Join me as I talk about all things lettering. Hello and a big warm welcome to episode 7 of the Hand Lettering Podcast. I'm going to do my best to sound normal and healthy in this episode this week. I have been recovering from some germies, so my head area has been pretty stuffy for, <laughs> for a few days and I haven't been able to breathe wonderfully well, so I'm going to apologise if any of that does work its way in. All being well, I will hopefully sound mostly normal. My throat isn't as bad as it was, so let's hope it, it all goes okay. I was inspired by two things in particular for making this week's podcast episode. In episode 5 of the Hand Lettering podcast, starting something new and following it through, I spoke very briefly about time and how just a small amount of practice is better than no practice at all. And a lot of you fed back to me about how you could really relate to that episode. And I think you'll definitely be able to relate to this episode in a similar kind of way. So that was one one thing that inspired me because I felt like talking about time where I only touched on it briefly in that episode, there's so much more <laughs> to say about it, uh, which is obviously what I'm doing with this episode. The second thing that inspired me to create this podcast episode was a conversation I had recently with a friend of mine. The friend mentioned that they wanted to start kind of a new venture up at the beginning of the new year and share some work of theirs online and try and build up a bit of a a community around that and they started to ask me questions about what I do for letteringtutorial.com not so much like what you see at your end when you're browsing the website uh, or watching a video or listening to the podcast but kind of how I create those things so what I use to create the website and how I go about making the videos it was those sorts of questions I said it's all very well knowing all of this information but you also need to make sure you have enough time to set aside to actually create the content that you want to put out and share with other people um, if obviously if you haven't got time to create the content then you've you know you've got nothing to share at which point then my friend turned around and said I don't actually think I've got time to do this after my friend said that they didn't have time or they didn't think that they had time to continue with their idea I proposed a solution for them to try and create a bit more time back up in their life and in their schedule And I'm going to talk about that solution in a moment, along with many others that you can have a go and try and put into action if you are struggling to find time to create or practice your lettering. 
If you gradually want to improve at lettering and maybe even reach a point where you kind of can go pro with it and go professionally and maybe make a living from it, then you do need to set aside time to practice and develop and learn and grow and create work and share work and get your name out there. So it is incredibly important to set time aside to do those things if you're not already. If you are struggling to find time in your life to do all of those things, then this episode should definitely help you free up some of your time again. And it's not going to cover every single thing you can try, but hopefully it will give you a few good ideas and then you might be able to create some more of your own or adapt some of them to work better for you. These methods of creating time are in no particular order, so it's not a case of the first suggestion is what's going to work the best or anything like that. They're literally just in the order that I noted them down in. As I just mentioned, try which ones you like the sound of best or which ones seem most realistic for your life and see how you get on. This is my first suggested method. Work on your lettering or practice your lettering whilst you watch TV rather than dedicate a couple of hours to television. In the past, I've spent a lot of time watching television. It wasn't, I think, until I reached art college where I realised that I could actually multitask and that I could work on my art assignments whilst having the TV on. Now, admittedly, there will be bits of whatever you're watching that you'll miss. You'll hear, obviously, all of it, depending how hard you're concentrating on your work. There'll be bits of the uh, visual side of it that you'll miss, but it it can be quite a good way of working because it's similar to listening to a radio or, for example, listening to my podcast, which, as I mentioned, I think in the first episode is one of the, the main reasons why I made this podcast episode so that you could listen and letter at the same time. The two often go quite well hand in hand for creativity. You don't always want to just be sat there in complete silence working on a project. If you spend a lot of your time watching television this could be a good way to go as it will allow you to create some time to practice your lettering or complete lettering projects that you're working on and it means you don't have to sacrifice anything. If you are a little worried about missing some of the stuff on your programs visually I would recommend asking yourself Do you use your mobile phone or your cell phone a lot during the stuff that you watch? So are you texting people? Are you on Facebook? All of those things, again, distract you from what you're actually watching. You probably don't realise it, but you could well be missing out on 10 or 15 minutes each time that you're watching something or you're glancing down at your phone. So if it's acceptable to lose that much viewing time... (laughs) by looking at your phone, then it's definitely acceptable to be working on something creative at the same time as having a show on. It's just worth thought. It could be a good way to go. Like I say, if you do spend a lot of time watching TV and you really don't want to you know, miss watching anything that you do have on usually. If you find that you really can't concentrate on your lettering work with a television on at the same time, And this is just an example, perhaps you watch three great TV shows that you're completely hooked on. Maybe try and cut back to two that you're really hooked on. 
with so much stuff being on demand and being streamable later, you've got so many catch-up services available now, it's really easy to go back and watch things at another time. I don't think there's actually one TV programme I watch now that I watch exactly when it comes on. There's maybe one every so often, but more often than not, most of what I watch is on catch-up or on box sets with my TV subscription service. So I can pick and choose exactly when I want to watch it. So that's a potential option. You, you're not going to miss out in the, the long term if you sacrifice one of your shows that you watch and do a bit of lettering work. And then you can obviously fit, fit it in at another time. Or as an alternative, and this was actually what I suggested to my friend when they said they don't have time to to work on their idea and on their you know their project that they wanted to put out into the world. I know for a fact that they watch a couple of episodes of a comedy TV series every night when they get home from work. And I said, instead of watching two episodes of that show, why don't you just watch one episode of that show? each day and then use the time that you would have spent watching the second episode working on your idea. And I think they really really like the idea. <laughs> I think it kind of hit home that actually <laughs> I'm not really losing out on much there because I still get to watch, you know, the, the TV show that I love. But at the same time then I can create this thing that hopefully I'm going to love as well. So that's another option is just cut back on the amount that you're watching. You don't have to cut it out completely, you don't have to go TV cold turkey, <laughs> but just just try it in a smaller dose and then use that time you would have watched something to work on your lettering instead. Another way of creating time is avoiding distractions. I just mentioned in the first method that using your phone can suck up an awful lot of your time without you even realising it. And social media is one of those biggest things that that can take your time away. I've spent, you know, on some of my days off in the past, I've spent most of the day just on and off my phone, checking Facebook, watching silly videos of pugs in costumes and cats doing mischievous things. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice at the time when you watch some silly stuff and it's nice to do it once in a while, but you can sometimes lose, like I say, a lot of time doing that. So if you are one for checking social media really frequently, maybe you check it every half an hour, maybe every hour, maybe every couple of hours. That's still quite a lot when you add it up throughout the day. So what I'd recommend is set a couple of times in the day that you do check on social media. Again, you don't have to cut it out completely. You're going to end up a bit miserable and probably feeling a bit isolated if you do that. But just limit when you do check social media. So I usually check, uh, check in when I wake up and see if anything's happened or changed <laughs> dramatically overnight. And then I will usually check it either just after I've had uh, my tea in the evening or if I'm not too tired, I'll check it just as I'm going to bed. And then I try and avoid it throughout the rest of the day unless I'm responding to lettering tutorial related stuff like comments and 
that sort of thing otherwise if it's my own personal stuff I try and steer clear <laughs> and not get distracted because I know I will lose time to cute kitten videos so um, that's that's another suggestion just limit when you go on and hopefully that might free you up even if it frees you up 20 minutes in a day that's 20 minutes then that you could spend lettering or practicing lettering and over a week that's that's an hour and well over an hour and a half over just five days so it all adds up if you work a job where you've got to get public transport or you go to school and you need to get a bus and you find you've got time where you just stood at a bus stop or stuck in a train station those sorts of situations where you could be doing something useful but you can't do anything too extreme it doesn't mean you can't still use them to do a bit of lettering and a bit of practice you can get pocket-sized notebooks that you can carry around quite easily in your pocket or in a bag and just take a pen or a pencil with you as well and then you can practice and draw if you're out and about you might get a moment you know where you actually feel a big dose of inspiration and you want to get that idea down and you've got all the tools and equipment with you to get the basics on paper there and then so it's got its advantages not only just for allowing you to perhaps do a bit of practice where you you know you were just sat wasting or killing time before you can also catch those moments of inspiration when they happen this is a suggestion for if you have kids and you're struggling to find time I know it can be really hard when you've got children to free up a bit of time for yourself or for anything really but there's a few ways you can still create little bits of time here and there children obviously like to be entertained and they require a lot of attention one of the things you can do with them is sit down and do something creative which in most cases they they tend to love that that option and you can actually set them up with a lettering task of their own so you could get them to paint letters so not only is it constructive but it's creative as well and if they can see that you're doing the same sort of thing they're probably more likely to uh, be invested in what they're doing children often like to mirror what they see their parents doing so if you're sat there practicing some brush lettering and your kids and you you know you set them up with a bit of paper and some paints your kids are more likely to want to you know partake and do the same so you can kind of kill two birds <laughs> with one stone there that might be an option if you have kids obviously it depends on your children's attention span and how old they are as well but if they're at the right sort of age that might be a good solution you can just sit down as a family and work on a, a project as such together you might even actually learn something from your kids because they're not afraid to make mistakes in what they create <laughs> and they will experiment and challenge themselves in ways that we lose as we grow up and it can sometimes actually be really quite incredible what children can create on paper and where their imaginations can go. This next method is probably one of the most obvious ones on the list and you might have tried an element of it in the past already it's probably the first thing people actually think of when trying to create more time in their lives get up just a little earlier or go to bed just a little later I'm sure many of you have probably tried to get up just a little earlier element of that method 
I've certainly tried it a number of times and I found it really doesn't work too well for me but that's because I'm not a morning person <laughs> at all. I really struggle in the mornings. I think some of it is where I'm hungry, my concentration levels are really useless, I feel really tired still, quite slow, my energy levels are, are not great. Whereas as the day goes on, I find that picks up more and more throughout the day until the evening where I seem to be at kind of full production rate <laughs> and I'm more creative and I come up with more ideas and I get more stuff done. That's when I seem to work best. For you, you might be a morning person and getting up a little earlier might work really well for you in that case. Or you might be similar to me and you might find going to bed just a little later is the solution for you. You don't have to go to bed massively later, 20 minutes, half an hour maybe, and then that gives you, if you did that every day in the week for five days, again that gives you a good amount of time to letter and practice, and it's certainly better than no time doing it whatsoever. I think the thing to consider with this one is, if a friend invited you to go and see a movie that you really wanted to see at the cinema, and it had a late showing on, most of the time you probably wouldn't hesitate, you'd probably be like, oh yeah, sure, I want to see that movie. Uh, you know, it's not going to hurt to stay up late one night in the week. Why not apply that mindset to doing your lettering work and lettering practice and your projects? Maybe just choose one night a week where you stay up that bit later again and work on your lettering. Maybe you stay up for, you know, an hour and a half instead of 20 minutes or half an hour later. The same in the morning, you can do the same. You could choose one day in the week where you get up a couple of hours earlier than you normally would, get a good load of practice done, and then do the same again the following week. You don't have to do it over each day. You can just choose one day to do that on, but you'll be surprised the difference it can make in terms of freeing up your time. This next suggestion, if implemented well, and you choose the right things to change and switch out can make a huge difference a really really big difference so I, I would recommend spending a little bit of time thinking about this one again it might not be the right suggestion for you some of the other things that I've already talked about might work or some of the things I'm still going to talk about might be better for you but I'd certainly give this one some consideration see if there's an activity you can switch out that can gain you back a bit of time so what I mean by that is find something in your life that you don't cut out as such, you just see if you can do it differently. So an example would be, maybe you drive 20 minutes to get to a supermarket, and then perhaps you spend about an hour there doing your weekly shop, and then you spend about another 20 minutes driving back again. Maybe instead of doing that, you could get some of your groceries delivered. You still obviously have to spend a bit of time putting your shopping list together online and then a little bit of time putting your groceries away again but that's still probably going to buy you back a good 45 minutes to an hour which you can then use for your lettering so that can make a, a, a significant difference there's many other things along those sorts of lines that you might be able to find alternatives for now you're not looking for ways to be lazy as such it's just a shortcut I guess <laughs> that can buy you back a bit of time but you don't want to obviously sacrifice things that are going to make you unhappy or 
affect your health or anything like that so you know if you actually quite enjoy going around the shop and wandering about maybe you walk to the shops even maybe you don't drive to the shops and by you know ordering online you're going to cut out half your exercise for the week then look at perhaps a different thing in your life that you could maybe switch out for something else so you don't want to do things that are going to affect your health or well-being to a huge extent it's just finding things that can make your life a bit easier and bring you back in a bit more time again you might not like the sound of this next method so much but I'm hoping once you listen to it and actually think about it you realise it it does make a little bit of sense. Maybe you go out often and see your friends. You don't have to sacrifice seeing them all the time but perhaps choose one night a week in which you work or practice and always keep that clear of plans. You don't want to obviously flake out on people you don't want to make plans with your friends and then think, oh actually I'm supposed to be doing some lettering tonight and then cancel at the last minute. That's more likely to hurt your friend's feelings and then they're less likely to support you and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. What I'd recommend doing is explain that you're trying to learn a new skill or that you're trying to better yourself and that you need to set some time aside each week to work or practice and if you set that expectation as early on as possible, that maybe you're not available every Tuesday each week, then they're more likely to understand and support you. Many people actually turn around and probably say, I wish I could learn something new, I wish I could do what you're doing. And you never know, you might even end up with a new lettering buddy if you know you talk to your friends and say, actually, I'm trying to learn lettering. I'm going to try and keep every Tuesday free to work on some lettering projects. They might want to see what you actually do. Your friends, you know, can still come over and spend time with you even when you're working or practicing if you're comfortable enough with doing both at the same time, holding conversation and creating at the same time. So you don't have to exclude them entirely. And like I say, you don't have to never see your friends again. <laughs> but they again social relationships can use a lot of your time up. And if you're quite an active person that sees a lot of their friends on a regular basis, then maybe you need to think about that a little bit more and think, maybe I can balance this a little better and spend a bit of my time creating and doing lettering and a bit of time seeing friends, not all of my time seeing friends and none of my time doing lettering or creating. I'm very guilty at losing time when I'm carrying out different tasks. I procrastinate frequently, I get distracted and have a five minute conversation with my dog. <laughs> I am human. <laughs> but what I found worked best for me in that situation and under those circumstances is to actually set myself a, a realistic timer. So doing things like housework, cleaning, it's really not very interesting. Some of you might enjoy it. <laughs> I, I don't particularly enjoy that element of, of cleaning. I, I get a bit fed up and I get quite fidgety and I just want to be getting on with other stuff, mostly on with creating and things. And I just get really frustrated by the task that I am having to focus my attention on. So what I find helps is setting a timer. So for example, maybe I'm cleaning the kitchen. I set a timer for an hour and then I've got to try and 
do my best to get it done in that time. And if you break up your activities like that and set a timer for each one, you'll hopefully find that you actually free yourself up a bit of time that way. Whereas if I'd set no timer and I just said, right, I need to clean the kitchen, it would probably end up taking me over an hour where I'd end up stopping halfway through. I'd probably end up making myself a cup of tea, again, chatting to the dog, <laughs> uh, maybe checking Facebook, then I'd probably go back to it and I'd lose time in between and it would just take me longer in general if I don't feel like I've got to finish it in that time frame. So it can work quite well psychologically in getting you to get a task done a bit quicker. If you find that you do that for a few days and you set realistic timers and that you still haven't managed to create much more free time from doing that, it's a good idea to challenge yourself. So I've uh, started doing that too, where originally I set a timer to clean the kitchen an hour and then I tried to beat that time. So I'd say set like a 55 minute timer and got it down now. I, usually it only takes me about half an hour, realistically. <laughs> um, so it can, it can be done a lot quicker. You obviously don't want to, again, take shortcuts in certain things that you do that are going to jeopardise anything. So with things like driving in particular, don't drive faster just to beat, you know, beat a certain time for a task. Don't take risks in certain areas that you shouldn't, but in things like housework or vacuuming or those sorts of things that don't, you know, they don't have a knock-on effect on other things. See if you can speed it up a little bit and make some time back. And you should find if you challenge yourself like that for a week or so, you do create a bit more free time for yourself that you can then do your lettering and practice in. If you find that after considering all of these suggestions that you're still having difficulties in freeing up your time, there's one more thing that you can try and then try and reapply some of these suggestions after and you'll probably find that will work quite well. So if you're struggling to free up time, keep a journal for a couple of weeks on what you did, at what times and for how long. You want it to include things like when you woke up and went to bed. And then over a week or two, you should start to notice a pattern. It might be that you do a lot of activity and that you're just going to have to choose whether you're really serious about learning lettering and a new skill and maybe maybe bump one of those activities. So it might be, like I say, seeing friends four days a week and it might be that you're going to have to to choose a day where perhaps you don't do that anymore. Or it might be that maybe three times a week that you call your friends and you chat for an hour each time. Instead, maybe why not letter and chat on the phone at the same time? Because there is always speakerphone. <laughs> or maybe chat for half an hour each time instead of an hour. There's so many different things you can do. But if you're struggling to realise the areas of your life that you can make changes in to begin with, I do recommend keeping a journal for a couple of weeks just to monitor what you're doing. It'll only take a few seconds each time to just jot down, woke up, had a cup of tea, ate breakfast, stood at bus stop for half an hour, caught bus to work, went to work, had my lunch break, back to work, caught the bus home again, watched three shows, 
had my tea, went on my computer, played a video game, went to bed or, you know, whatever your day looks like. Just do that and each time how long you're spending and I'm sure you will be able to find areas that you can change and free up some time in eventually by analysing what you're doing and when and where you can make changes. Sometimes it will just be a case of choosing and if you're really invested you'll know that you're doing the right thing. It's a weekend right now when I'm recording this. I'll edit it and then it will be live very shortly. But I could have popped out and got myself a hot chocolate today because I really, really wanted one because it's absolutely freezing here in the UK. <laughs> uh, and I live in an old building with not fantastic heating, so a hot chocolate would go down well. Uh, but I've been been good. I've used my time to create this instead. I could have also popped round to see a friend this afternoon. I've got a couple of friends that I can just drop by on and, and say hi without prior arrangements. And if I've just got enough time after recording this, then I might well be able to just fit that in still. But I am here on my day off recording this podcast episode because I am invested in what I'm doing. I know I'll feel a lot better later knowing I used my time like this too, rather than doing something else. I mean, I could have watched a couple of TV programs I still need to catch up on, and that would have temporarily entertained me and made me feel happy for a while but I can always catch up on those later still when I'm eating or just before I go to bed when I'm way too tired to (laughs) concentrate on anything else or do any kind of lettering. You just need to find what works for you. These are just a few suggestions and like I say adapt them and see if you can think of some of your own as well. If you do have any really helpful suggestions on alternative ways of freeing up your time, please do feel free to comment in the show notes for this episode. You can find those at letteringtutorial.com forward slash hand lettering podcast seven, and that's in numerical number seven. If you've used any of these suggestions before, because I'm sure you probably have heard of a couple of them before, again, let me know in the comments what worked really well for you, what you tried and didn't get on with. Please feel free to share your thoughts. Next week's episode, I will be answering your lettering related questions again. So if you want to know anything about hand lettering, brush lettering, calligraphy, whatever it is from the lettering world, feel free to ask me. You can send your questions to ask at letteringtutorial.com or if you head on to letteringtutorial.com and click on the about page you can find the email address at the bottom of there as well. Feel free to send as many as you like. I can't guarantee I'll get them into next week's episode because I work a little bit ahead with recording these but I will definitely get them featured in a future episode and do my best to answer them. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me to know that you're listening in and following along each week now with this podcast series. If you have enjoyed this episode, could I please ask that you leave an honest review in either iTunes or Stitcher? That way it will help other people to find the podcast series as well as help me to shape future episodes. So it's a win-win for everybody, really. 
thank you so much and I will see you back here again next week for another episode. Bye for now.